Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome back to Rising Comfort Podcast. I'm super excited as I have my second guest on the show, and I'm really pumped to really share and connect with you, Tanya. I'm going to pass it off to you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what brought you to come on board and share your story here on Rising Comfort. Um, Assalamu alaikum. Um, I am Tanya. I am 25 years old. Um, and my background, I am, I have been born and raised in Canada and United States, but my background is Palestinian. Uh, what intrigued me to come on to this podcast was to um, share my experience with Islam. And, you know, I know that there are such a variety of people in their journey in Islam, and maybe someone might connect with me or I might be able to connect with someone. And I think it's really good to hear more stories about different kinds of people. Yeah, definitely. And I'm super excited. We're so lucky to have you. Alhamdulillah, we are here in this space and connecting. Um, let's start up a little bit about your personal like background and your knowledge. Um, I mean, after all, this episode is like, you don't know what you don't, you can't love what you don't know. Um, and I find that so interesting because when we first came across each other, you had shared that uh, your experiences led you to find Islam and learn a lot of things um, that brought you closer to your deen and, you know, ultimately building taqwa, like your uh, closeness and relationship with Allah. So why don't you like start off by just sharing a little bit about your journey, um, what it was like growing up, um, you know, in, in your in your life and your experiences? Um, so um, growing up, I think the first time that I have ever heard or understood Islam was when I was really young, my dad would tuck me into bed, but instead of reading like bedtime stories, he would read me Quran. And although I did not understand what was really being said to me, I just, I knew that we were Muslim because that's what my family had told me and um so that was my first ever experience with like okay I'm a Muslim you know and we read the Quran and as I got older my family did tell me you know we this is haram and this is halal and you know we follow one God and you know we worship Allah and um Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam is the messenger of Allah and so you know, from that, I I understood the basics of Islam, but I didn't really understand the deep meaning of Islam. I know that there's a saying out there that says, like, you don't really understand Islam until you find it yourself. And so I think throughout my life, like, you know, growing up in the West and going to a public school and not having very many Muslim friends, especially my family I would say is more liberal Muslim so it was never forced upon me if I ever had questions I could definitely ask about it but it wasn't brought up too much in the home so um growing up I just I knew that I was Muslim but I didn't know really anything about Islam and then um my grandma actually I started to go visit her every weekend um in her house and I would stay there and I would see that she would be praying and reading Quran and I was like oh why is she doing that you know and uh, she explained to me a bit about it and so from there I 
started to understand a little bit more and I started to get curious and ask more questions. But I don't think Islam really hit me until I was around 19 years old and I went back on a trip to Jordan. Like my grandma took me to Jordan and she said, I think it's time for you to understand your culture and understand your religion in a different light. Um, when I went to Jordan, it was right before Ramadan. So I, I got to experience Ramadan there and I was so, it was just a very big experience for me because everybody was praying. It wasn't just my grandma who was praying now, but it was like, everybody was praying. Everybody was reading Quran. People, you know, um, you're surround, you're in a Muslim country. So Islam is presented in a much different way than Islam was presented to me in the West. And, um, they had told me, they're like, okay, you know, Ramadan is coming up, you know, we need to fast. And I was like, okay. like, I understood we needed to fast, but I didn't understand why. And so they yeah. explained to me why we needed to fast. And I had never in my life read the Quran past Surah Al-Baqarah, but for the first time in my life, I read past Surah Al-Baqarah and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just, I understood it in such a different aspect. Um. And so I got to stay there for four months. So my spirituality grew immensely. I mean, you're surrounded by it all day, all night, you know, and everyone around you is practicing. It's a, definitely a different environment. Um, when I came back to Canada, it was, I fell off of it. And um, I think it was because I wasn't surrounded by it. And I still didn't understand fully everything. Right. Um, then there came a... Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry, Tanya. I'm so curious. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on um, a part that you mentioned. Um, you were saying the way you were brought up and the way Islam came up at home was not similar to how your when you went to go visit your your grandma. Um, in what ways can you just maybe share like an example of what you mean by that? Like, how did it show up at your grandma's house versus how it showed up in your own home? In my grandma's house, like, so in my own home, uh, how, like, my dad's perception is you you follow the religion from your heart and we don't force anything upon you right. kind of thing. So he never really brought it up to me. Uh, we followed the basic rules, like, don't eat pork, you know, yeah. said be good to your parents. But when I went to my grandma's house, it was more spiritual and more involvement. She's like, Allah is loving, Allah is merciful. So she made me understand about Allah in a different sense. While at home, we just, it wasn't, it wasn't um, very much talked about or very much, right. you know. It almost yeah. sounds like, you know that you were a Muslim and it sounds like you have a general idea of like a part of your identity and like, you know, being a Muslim. And it sounds like it was also very much at your choice as you please without having to feel like you're drowning in something. Whereas when you're with your grandma's, um, it's telling you a little bit more of like, why, why your actions correlate with, you know, being a Muslim and in the end, the reward received with Allah SWT. If, if I'm, I'm hearing that right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. So maybe it kind of gives you that like oh okay this is why I'm doing this or this is why I should behave this way okay yeah. and do you think that same sort of um I guess perspective different pers like you know being a your own child grown 
childhood home and then your grandma's was the same sort of like feeling that you got when you went to Jordan and then came back to Canada and you're like okay it's different because you didn't have a spiritual like sense of feeling in the air is that do you think that was lost yeah I think so I think it was it's it's definitely like influential right like who you surround yourself with is your environment what you might right like be you know so I think when I came back it was more like okay I'm not surrounded by it no one's really doing the things that or no one is appreciating Islam or practicing on it like the way that it was in Jordan you know right more of a different perspective so when I came back I, I I had fell off of it for a little bit but I think it took it took a difficult experience in my life to reconnect back with Allah but this time I wasn't doing it because I was surrounded by like different people. Mm. I, I had fallen upon it. And, you know, I definitely think that Allah puts obstacles in our ways to bring us back to him. And this time I, I had, I had discovered him through a difficulty in my life. And this time it wasn't because my grandma was doing it or because I was in Jordan. This time I, I did my own research and I, I started practicing it on my own and um and then then the knowledge started to come. I started to listen to podcasts. I started to listen I think the first person I listened to was Mufti Mank and he's really funny and he's really great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well known too. Yeah. No, that's a that was one of the first ones that I've heard as well. Like instantly YouTube. I mean it's also the first one you hear about a lot and people tend to share Mufti Mank, so yeah awesome okay yeah interesting so um why don't you tell me a little bit more about like that feeling of what sounds like you're no longer naturally inheriting something that was given to you and brought up to you when you're young it was now just something that it was like a choice like a personal choice so I know you talked about going into like going through like a difficulty and that brought you back and that made you want to search um was there already something about Islam or about Allah SWT or about your throughout your spirituality journey that made you be like, okay, like, yes, it makes sense for me because of this difficulty I'm going through that I want to learn more about Islam? Was there anything in particular that you already knew that made you want to turn that direction? I think all my life, I felt like I... I feel like everybody is gifted this, the fitra, you know, like where you have this feeling in your heart, like Allah is there, you know? And I think all my life, I, I felt like he was there. I felt like he was close and I, I felt like I could relate to him or, or connect with him. And so even though I was going through that difficulty and hardship, I, I still, I still wanted to learn about Islam and wanted to get into Islam because I knew that Allah was there and I wanted to obey him and worship him and you know and because in my perspective I think that Allah is so great and so kind and merciful so I was like well why not do these things you know why not as the more I learned about it I was like okay well why should you know I should worship Allah and you know yeah and so it was more like that yeah so it sounds like I can relate because it sounds like more of like you've always known deep in your heart 
like you said, like you've always done, like you're Muslim, like you have faith, like you believe in this higher power and you believe that God is there and God is one and the almighty. And then, but it's just getting into the practice, which is difficult yeah. for a lot of people. Um, you know, like I remember like same sort of feeling when I converted, well, I converted, right. I wasn't born as a Muslim, but even just having that sense of practice and putting it into your day to day life. And then you get, it's, it's, it's a, it's a whole different ball game in a way, because, um, you know, coming from a place where Christianity and Catholicism, like, you know, you just kind of pray, there's no set times where in Islam, you have your specific five daily prayers, you know, that you have to complete at a specific time. Um, it's something new. So how was that for you? Like, when you know, you got the, you got, a, got the knowledge, you started kind of really diving in deep. How was that for you? Like implementing those practices day to day? Um, at the beginning, I found it very easy. Like down more down the line, I found it a little more difficult, which is kind of, you know, okay. you know, I think with Iman, you have your highs and your lows, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, so I think you know, you get so excited and you start practicing these things and you're like, oh my God, you know, I feel great. And, you know, you feel so amazing. But also like one thing that I really touches me in my life, especially when I go through moments of low Iman is like, um, like, do the people say that they will believe and then that they will not be tested? So I think like when I first started, everything was great. Everything was simple. But then like, more down my journey the more that I got into Islam the more I felt like okay life was like things were um creating hardship in my worship and stuff like that and I think like that is a test in Islam it's like the closer you get to Allah sometimes the more you get tested and then he really sees how much your faith is there and stuff like that so yeah yeah I mean I I stand by I think prayers are extremely important and I think they like when I am missing a prayer or I I miss like something that I do on my regular daily practice I do feel empty inside and I feel like everything is off so right. even if times are difficult I still try to stick by them because now it's it's very important for me, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I can relate to that in, in a lot of ways. Cause I also feel like, Oh gosh, like just the thought of missing Salah is just, it's, it's just, it's not in, it's not on the agenda, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I hear you 100%. And you talked about the ups and downs and um, you know, as you continue to learn more it, hardships can come and it's true like Allah SWT will always put challenges and obstacles like not everything is going to be peaches and rainbows as I always like to say and just you know there's always something or someone who may come along the way and, and test you and try to pull you away and and I and I agree with you in that sense of what sounds like prayer is if you have that locked in that's just your moment and connecting with Allah SWT again to like reground and realign yeah. yourself for, for the day or for the week and for the month you know um so where was what would you say was like peak moment from you know your, your journey where you're like okay I've learned so much about Islam already I feel more connected like 
this is it. Like I'm, I'm now fully devoted myself into Islam. Was it right away? Um, you know, after you turned into it during that time of difficulty or is it, did it take some time? I think it took some time. I remember a day when I actually came into my room and I just felt so amazing about Islam that I made a prayer and I said, Ya Rab, I am so happy with Islam. This is it for me, you know? And I remember that day. It it took a while for me to get there. Um, I was praying for quite a while. Uh, I would say consistently for around two to three years before I got to that point. So it was, it, it just, I don't know. I think reading the Quran and the feeling that I got and when I was praying and, you know, when I had called out to Allah in many times in my life and I felt like he responded me, I was like, you know, it's not because just because he responded to me, but because I saw the beauty of Islam. I saw that like the way that the Quran speaks about how you should practice your life or how you should, you know, do certain things. It just all the beauty hit me at one moment. And I was like, this is this is what I want to do. This is what I want to practice. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. How old were you when you was like, wow, OK this is it, like this moment that you're talking about. How old were you, would you say? I would say I was about 22. Okay. And you, yeah. your journey, or I guess, I don't know, I don't actually know what to say that, but at 19 is when it really started for you. Is that what you had said? Yeah. So it took time then. And when you it reflect on that, um, what is something that you would say, like, that you consistently kept doing to get to the point where you're like, okay, I've, I've established um, a solid foundation relationship in my spiritual or faith um, and in this religion. Like, what would you say that's something that you did consistently that landed you to, to this feeling that you just described? Um, talking to Allah um, and trying my best trying the best that I can do. There have been moments where I have been on prayer and fallen off a of prayer or I have read Quran and, you know, there have been periods where I haven't, but trying your best every day and at least thinking about Allah every single day and just communicating with him and talking to him will get you where you want to be eventually. If in, in spirituality or like in Islam, it's like, if you're not where you want to be, but you make an effort, you will, you will find your way to where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, inshallah, like that's yeah. for everyone who is like on this path of trying to find or close the gaps that maybe they're missing and in, in their faith and or as, as Muslims. But if you were to give one advice to someone who is in your situation where, you know, you're born Muslim, you know, you, you have that, that household, you know, where you described as like liberal Muslim, I guess, living in, in the West and Canada, um, you know, having sounds like great parents who just like let you kind of embrace it as is, but, you know, you not fully feeling connected right away. And, and it's something that you had to put in work, mashallah, like you, you did it. 
alhamdulillah, like you found and you got the knowledge. And even as a, the experience that you shared about going to Jordan and having that wonderful experience that I'm sure a lot of people would love to experience one day, you know, going to a Muslim country, possibly experiencing Ramadan in a way that's like level up to maybe what you'd experience at home, like in Canada, my, like us, you know, yeah. um, what is something that you, you would give advice, someone who's in your shoes, um, or has shared relative similar experiences? I think, you know, um, something that I would say is seek knowledge from yourself. I think that's such an important aspect of our religion is to seek knowledge and to go searching for information. If you're curious about something, look it up and, you know, listen to some khutbahs. Be honest and sincere with yourself. I think that is important, but also more important than that is being sincere and honest with Allah and not to put so much pressure on yourself. I think a lot of like, especially, you know, looking online and seeing where other people are at their journey, or sometimes we may fall or sometimes, you know, we may not be doing what other people are doing. I think that we really need to understand our relationship with Allah is personal and that as long as you're trying your best and you mean it from your heart, just be patient and things will work out in the way that you hope. But don't be so hard on yourself and be like, I need to be like this right now, right here. And I need yeah. to feel this way, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it takes a lot of patience and it takes, and it's not always going to be so pretty, but I think that's the beauty in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you need a little spice, you know. People always say that <laughs> to, yeah. you know, to to get you and to be where you want to be and to add a little bit of like, I guess, fun and, um, you know, in order to like people say like, you know, you make mistakes, you learn from them, and and that's kind of honestly what happens. So, yeah. What are some tools for that supported you, um, when you were learning knowledge? I know that's something that, um, I'm curious to learn about from you is like what what are tools or um it would maybe resources that you've watched or learned from or things that you did that supported you when you were learning more about islam um so i am going to recommend this because i think this changed prayer for me completely um uh noman ali khan he does tafsir on each verse of the quran um or yeah and he explains Quran and um, Islam in a very beautiful way, and he's very knowledgeable. I I really recommend listening to, especially if someone is trying to understand prayer. Like I I listened to it recently, and I didn't understand prayer the way that he explained it. But that is the way that he explains Quran. It, it opens up my eyes to a lot of things. So I really recommend him. He's been a big part of my journey of learning about Islam. And I also really enjoy Yasir Kahadi. Um, I think he's very, very good at explaining Islam as well. But other than just listening to certain people who speak about Islam, I think it's also important to read Quran on your own. Sometimes things reflect to you 
or yeah, you connect to things that maybe someone else may not understand and be able to describe it to you. Like, I, I truly believe that the Quran is a love letter from Allah. Allah knows how you're feeling. And um, sometimes when you read the Quran, you're like, I'm going through this experience and this is how I should react. Yeah. So that's, that's something that I think is very important. And Kathir, I like Kathir ibn Kathir. So if sometimes I don't understand something in the Quran, I, I Google yeah. the Tafsir yeah. about it. Very good. Yeah. Um, so those are my main tools right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can relate to that too, because it's always say, you always hear it like, there's like, again, Sayyid Ahmad, um, there's also Numan, um, I can't say, is it Numan, how, how do you say his name? Numan Ali Khan? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not very good with memorizing names. And then I think there was another one was like Sayyid Mustafa Al Kuzini. But I think in the three that I've listened to at some point in their lectures or in their little mini short videos, I've also heard that. Um, they would say, you know, people will go on and read so much of Quran and it's almost like speed like the goal is like you want to get through it. And I remember that was like how I felt in the beginning. I was like, I just want to read through it. Like that's the goal and kind of understand what's going on. Like because I have the English and the English transliteration. And then yeah. all three of them at one point, one of the lectures was like, you know, um, take your time, even if it's one ayah. Even if it's two ayahs, or even if it's like one chapter, one just like, you know, understand it, like truly understand the meaning of it. And yeah. that took me back. And I was like, oh, like I'm looking at this completely different. Like I felt connected already, but I felt even a deeper connection. Um, and like my talk was like building up to like a next level once I focus on tafsir, kind of like what you were saying, because you have an understanding of it. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And so I'm happy that you brought that up. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can relate to that. Like, that's totally, yeah. <laughs> I, I leaned into as well. So, um, thank you so much, Tanya, for sharing your story and telling us a little bit about like what you kind of went through and your background. I think it's so amazing. And inshallah, there's resources that you've, that you've talked about just now, we can share them on our comments and we can send some links just so people can have a general idea of like what it is that you've tuned into. Um, and I think that can support them inshallah with, with their journey. Is there any like last minute thoughts or anything that you would love to like add and share about anything like <laughs> for, for, the, for the listeners? Um, just, just be positive and think positively. <laughs> That's my advice. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Tanya. Uh, Salam alaikum, Thank everyone. You. I hope to catch you in the next episode. And tune in for any updates um, on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. So if you like what you're listening to, download this podcast show today. And if you're a visual person, you can watch this video on YouTube on my Rising Convert podcast YouTube channel. And lastly, if you love to be on the show, please contact me with your questions, ideas, and or if you have feedback through connecting with me on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, where you can find my contact details. And inshallah, I will get in touch with you soon. Take care, everyone. Once again, appreciate the love and support.